A very good Friday. Welcome to this edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. Coming up in the show here today, we'll bring you feature agricultural news reports, and then we'll check in with national and regional agricultural news headlines as well. And we get started with regional agricultural news right after this. Sponsored by the California Walnut Boarding Commission, supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. California has been pummeled by severe atmospheric river events over the past two or three weeks. Atmospheric rivers are concentrated streams of water vapor originating over the Hawaiian tropics, ranging about 100 to 250 miles in width, and follow a tight path towards western North America. These narrow rivers of moisture-laden airflow make landfall five to six times a year in California in a normal winter season. Although potent atmospheric rivers can cause extreme rainfall with catastrophic flooding and mudslides, many are weak and provide beneficial rain to California every winter. On average, about 30 to 50 percent of annual precipitation on North America's west coast comes from a handful of atmospheric river events, according to the National Weather Service. Some areas of California have received four to six hundred percent above historical rainfall amounts, causing widespread flooding. As of January 12th, it is estimated that upwards of 20,000 acres of plantable vegetable ground have been flooded in the Salinas Valley, and more rain is on the way. Monterey County County records show the Salinas Valley has roughly 450,000 plantable vegetable acres. Salinas Valley accounts for roughly 80% of the nation's vegetable production from April to early July. Cultivation and planting cannot take place under the current wet and flooded field conditions. Delayed plantings and crops lost to flooding will ultimately lead to product shortages and high markets in the spring or April through May. Ocean Mist Farms is expecting an outstanding 2023 winter artichoke season with abundant volume and excellent quality throughout February and early March. In time to meet shopper demand around healthy eating choices, as well as being a staple ingredient and comfort food during the winter months, this increased supply of artichokes provides retailers an opportunity for a seasonal boost in category sales. Ocean Mist Farms' winter artichoke crop is grown mostly in the Coachella Valley, with smaller volumes coming from farms in Baja, Mexico. The strong volume of artichokes is due in part to growing conditions with few weather-related interruptions in Coachella. Quality is excellent with a crop showing an abundance of larger sizes. Ocean Mist Farms will be supporting retail partners during this heavy supply season with a full assortment of merchandising tools including Ocean Mist Farms' eye-catching standalone display units. The company will also be running a national consumer promotion supported by a strong digital media presence and collaborations with popular food influencers. With this increase in volume just a few weeks away. Now's the time for retailers to begin setting up artichoke ads and winter promotions for their shoppers. Ocean Mist Farms is a fourth generation family owned business in Castroville, California, and the largest grower of fresh artichokes in North America. The California Department of Food and Agriculture has awarded $247,956 for organizations to enhance agricultural education and leadership opportunities under the 2022 California Special Interest License Plate Grant Program. 
The Cal Ag Plate Program is funded with proceeds generated through the sale of special interest agriculture-themed license plates through the California Department of Motor Vehicles. Over the past several years of administering this program, $1.9 million has been awarded to support agricultural education and leadership development. Current grant recipients include the Anaheim Union High School District with $9,800. This project will help Title I students focus on agriculture education, career awareness, and leadership development while filling students' nutritional gaps by developing a community garden and mini orchard. The California Association Future Farmers of America for $210,000. The funding will continue to provide support for student leadership and program development for California's statewide Future Farmers of America program, which has 355 school chapters throughout California. The California Foundation for Agriculture in a Classroom receives $8,870. This program will offer a new pre-kindergarten educational unit that focuses on life in a farm while providing traditional units that introduces modern agriculture. California Women for Agriculture, the Ventura County Chapter, will receive $5,000. They will conduct a farm day at a local Ventura County school to provide students with fundamental information about California agriculture. The San Joaquin Foundation for Agricultural Education will receive $10,000. This project will help teach young consumers about the San Joaquin's blooming agricultural industry and nutrition education through four field days each school year. And the San Joaquin County Office of Education will receive $4,286. The Agricultural Careers Exploration Project will offer opportunities for San Joaquin junior and senior high school students to learn about agriculture careers from current agricultural industry professionals. Rockview Farms has deployed two Volvo VNR North American Regional Electric trucks to support farm-to-customer deliveries of local California milk. The zero-tailpipe emissions battery electric trucks will help to reduce noise and emissions in the neighborhood surrounding Rockview Farms' facility in Downey, California, which is a central hub for deliveries throughout the greater Los Angeles area, according to a news release. Rockview Farms' Volvo VNR electric trucks are the final two trucks to be funded through the award-winning Volvo Lights project. Volvo Lights deployed its first Class 8 Volvo VNR electric trucks to fleet operators in 2019 as part of the Volvo Lights project. Over the next several years, Volvo Trucks North America, South Coast Air Quality Management District, and 12 other organizations designed and implemented a blueprint for the complete ecosystem needed to deploy commercial battery electric freight trucks, eventually deploying more than 30 in California's South Coast Air Basin. The Volvo VNR electric model produces zero tailpipe emissions and significantly reduces heat, noise, and vibrations, according to the company. Large trucks and buses made before 2010 are now prohibited from operating in California under a California Air Resources Board rule that took effect January 1st. Until this year, an agricultural exemption allowed pre-2010 big rigs to run up to 10,000 miles a year. Now farmers and ranchers with non-compliant vehicles must abide by a 1,000-mile limit. The market is already saturated with older vehicles retaining little value, and many business owners are facing steep financial costs to replace them. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has announced a proposed enforcement action related to violations of the Clean Water Act on the Sacramento River in Red Bluff, California. EPA is proposing an administrative settlement with Justin Jensen, 
the owner of a residential property in Red Bluff, for his failure to obtain a permit from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers before conducting work in approximately 90 linear feet of the Sacramento River. This work by Jensen was found to have the potential to harm critical habitat for several endangered or threatened species. The Clean Water Act requires landowners and developers to obtain a permit from the Army Corps of Engineers before making alterations to water bodies like the Sacramento River that are considered waters of the United States. EPA's proposal, a consent agreement and final order, is subject to a 30-day public comment period. Members of the public can read EPA's proposal and submit comments on EPA's website. EPA is proposing Jensen pay a $33,000 penalty to settle the violations. Soil and Crop Incorporated is your number one resource for sustainable nutrition. Growers are faced with difficult challenges, and Soil and Crop Inc. has the experience, fertilizer, and biological portfolio to dramatically increase yield and performance in your troubled orchards and fields. Contact Soil and Crop Incorporated today for a free consultation on how we can help reverse the challenges you face as a conventional or organic grower so you can increase your bottom line and become a better sustainable farmer. Contact us today at 559-564-1236 or visit our website at www.callnrg.com. Soil and Crop, putting nature to work for you. As California continues to respond and adapt to ongoing extreme drought conditions, the Department of Water Resources, or DWR, along with state, federal, and non-governmental organization partners, are advancing development of a tool for groundwater agencies to help with efforts to prevent dry wells and water supply shortages. The innovative groundwater accounting platform is a robust state-supported data tool that will enable groundwater sustainability agencies, or GSAs, across California to track water availability and use, all while keeping a mutually beneficial relationship between agencies and growers concerning the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, or SIGMA. Tara Moran is president and CEO of California Water Data Consortium, a collaborator on the tool. When we think about passage and implementation of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, or SIGMA, it's this historic piece of legislation that's so critical to water management, agriculture, economy um, within California. And one of the things that has made implementation of the legislation challenging is really ensuring that growers have a voice in water management decisions that are being made and that they're able to understand and track district level decisions at the parcel level. And so with this project, what we're doing is we're taking um, and scaling an open source groundwater accounting platform that was created originally um, with by Environmental Defense Fund um, in partnership with water managers and growers in Rosedale Rio Bravo Water Storage District, which is located, as I'm sure all of your listeners know, in, in Kern County in California's Central Valley. And so essentially what this platform does is it takes we provide this tool that links district level water budgets developed under the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act and links those directly with parcel level information so that landowners can plan for the growing season and really understand their water use and how it relates to district level goals throughout the season. The groundwater accounting platform will help GSAs assess and quantify the impacts and benefits of management actions, such as groundwater recharge projects, water trading programs, and reducing demand on groundwater. Stephen Springhorn, Department of Water Resources' Sigma Technical Assistance Manager, recognizes that the tool can assess these complexities on management and grower sides. 
whether it's the the water district managers or the the growers themselves having this tool uh, available for them to use you know it's an optional tool it's voluntary but it's there and the state's very um, supportive of this tool and making an investment because we know that the complexities that Tara mentioned they're challenging and so um, whether a grower or a water district um, need to have this information it's all seamless and so that's what's great about it, it goes from parcel to the water district to you know, the groundwater basin, which is really the man management unit of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, and having that all consistent with a common uh, set of standards and being able to communicate across from parcel to parcel or district to district is, is a huge benefit that we see moving forward and to reach sustainability in California. In the long term, the digital tool will help GSAs manage groundwater in their communities for purposes of sustainability and address those drought impacts. Passage of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act was, was historic, and it came with a lot of new requirements that we know are challenging um, and but are necessary in California to have sustainable agriculture, to have sustainable communities across the state. Um, and so that's where with passage of Sigma, there's a lot of new requirements to better understand the groundwater basins that we rely on for 40% of the water supply in the state uh, any given year and upwards of 60% in drought years um, and to monitor these basins and then to effectively manage them. And so the, the water budget or tracking or accounting is a, a really important role in that. So in knowing how much you have, uh, how much you need, and then how to make sure it's sustainable. And so that's where um, the accounting and water um, budgeting is a requirement of Sigma, but these are complicated topics with imperfect data sets and there's a lot of data gaps. And so um, that's where a tool like this water accounting platform that we're working with the Water Data Consortium and Tara and her team on is so exciting is because it, it allows um, someone to voluntarily use this tool to start to compile these complex topics or this complex information to one spot. There's a common language across the, the parcels, across the basins, as mentioned previously. Um, so that that's the part that really will help in this initial ramping up and implementation of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. It is just a source of um, information that's standardized, that's interchangeable from one part of the basin to the next. So there's a common language, which is great. And it, that'll help engagement and communication of these very challenging topics when sometimes there's, you know, there's uh, limit, limited resources and there has to be tough decisions made as, as your listeners will know and have been doing over a long time is, is trying to get all the best information together to make these decisions um, with uh, the information that is there. And so this tool really provides the best available information in a standardized way that's repeatable uh, and can be used year in and year out to inform planting decisions, to inform accounting de uh, decisions, as well as allocations or even water marketing, uh, if, if that's something a basin chooses to do. Um, so that's more of the near term. And the long term, the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act is, is truly about 
implementation and projects and actions to reach to sustainability and maintain it. And so that it requires an annual, um, well, it requires a day-to-day -day management on the ground that the growers are, uh, are well-versed and really engaged with, uh, as well as many other entities uh, in these basins with the groundwater sustainability agencies. And so I think that's where this tool is really helpful is, is having that discussion um, and, and common, um, common commonality between all those groups to, to make these um, important decisions. And then there's annual reporting that every, every year, the, the groundwater sustainability agencies have to submit how much water has been pumped what the total water budget is. And so these tools allow the water managers to comply with ongoing reporting requirements, but more importantly, uh, along with the growers and the water districts, it allows them to implement some of these, these projects and actions um, that are needed to reach sustainability, whether it's um, water accounting, water marketing, and then things like that. So I'll stop there and see if Tara wants to jump in uh, and add anything. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Charlstrom. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Net Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that is there, so they're reading. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. Food prices continue to rise, outpacing general inflation. General inflation slowed in December to 6.5% a year from just over 7% in November. But USDA economist Mac McLaughlin says food prices rose nearly 10.5% in December, while monthly food increased by 0.3%. Several factors are to blame. Marco Watch reports the war in Ukraine continues to impact the price of fertilizers and animal feeds. Avian influenza and feed costs are limiting egg supplies, driving up those prices, and extreme weather continues to pressure other food prices. USA's McLaughlin says of this year. We do expect food prices to continue to increase into uh, 2023. However, we expect that the rate of this increase will lie well below uh, the very rapid uh, food price increases we saw in 2022. Beef prices have already come down, but egg prices surged by nearly 60% in December to an average of 425, more than double the year before, for a carton of grade A large eggs. Two trends in a cotton market are combining to push cotton price prospects downward. USA Ag News reporter Gary Crawford. When it comes to the price prospects for the U.S. cotton crop... Two things kind of both moving in the wrong direction for prices. Uh-oh. USDA Outlook Board Chairman Mark Jekinowski first on the supply side. Looks like the cotton crop's quite a bit larger than expected. In fact... Our uh, U.S. production was raised by 440,000 bales. So there's the supply side going up. Our demand side is also going down. As reflected in USDA's new forecast for cotton exports. 
We reduced our export forecast by 250,000 bales, just reflecting a very slow pace of, of cotton export sales. Exports now expected to be 2.5 million bales, or 18% below last year. Mark says a lot of that unexported cotton is going to end up in stocks, USDA adding 700 million bales to its ending stocks forecast, taking it 12% above last year. We also reduced our season average market price for cotton, lowered it two cents a pound. Down to 83 cents a pound, almost eight and a half cents below a year ago. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. In December, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service launched a Center for Pollinator Conservation to address the decline of pollinator populations. Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley also recently secured funding for Western monarch butterfly conservation. We really have an insect Armageddon in America, and it's having a huge impact on our pollinators, and that's uh, everything from bees to butterflies, if you will. Merkley noted the population of the world's pollinators has declined significantly in the past 30 years. Launching this Center for Pollinator Conservation is important to um, really the world we leave the next generation. It's also very important to our agricultural community. Merkley also says he's working to secure additional conservation investments for the Western monarch butterfly, which has seen its population drop by nearly 99%. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bee's pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be hero, superior bees, superior pollination. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. (laughs) 